Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. What if I told you Bitcoin, which at the taping of this Gaines podcast is just under $17,000 a token, is poised to rally to hundred grand? How about $500,000? How about a million per token? You interested? Well, that's the kind of forecast we have for the granddaddy of cryptocurrency, Bitcoin. We're talking million-dollar Bitcoin. I'm Andy Gersher, and this is Gains. We're talking million-dollar Bitcoin today, so let's bring on one of our go-to cryptocurrency experts, Bill Uliveri owner of Cynical Capital Management in Glenview. And you got to check out his website, cynicalcapital.com. That's C-E-N-A-C-L-E, capital.com. Bill, always great to have you on the Gaines Podcast. Andy, so grateful that you invited me and gave me a call so that we can chat about all things crypto. I have something in my hand. It's a Bloomberg Business Week magazine from November 21st of this year. The fall of a crypto empire in ruins. This right here in my hand, this Bloomberg Business Week, you know, crypto in ruins. Mm -hmm. Boy, you know the magazine cover. When it hits on the magazine cover, do the absolute opposite. opposite. Yes, yes. yes, uh, And that's held true for years. And I, I don't get very many magazines. But when I saw that, we see the pile on the FTX chaos, the pile on with crypto. And I got to tell you, I haven't been really bullish on crypto. You know, a lot of the gains listeners know that, you know, uh, when there's big dips, I'll go in and, and, and be a market and, and, and make a quick pop and turn it around and make a little money. But, uh, you know, the crypto has been, you know, in a rough place for, for a while now. But when I see this, I'm like, wow. This is already starting to make me uh, get a little bullish on crypto. Where are you at with crypto? Well, well, I tell you, Andy, I kind of thought that uh, I called for the end of the crypto winter sometime in the fall of this year, because once the NASDAQ and crypto all made their lows in June of 2022, even though things got, you know, the news got worse and things got worse, it seemed like we hardly barely made, you know, drastic new lows whether it would be shares of Coinbase and some of the other cryptocurrency companies. It just seemed like we did more kind of double bottom testing, you know, a retest of the lows, but not like really a complete liquidation. 
But I will say, you look at the Bitcoin exchange traded funds, you know, you look at GBTC and BITO, and I think the Bitwise products. I mean, you look at the volume near the, the FTX news breaking and then, you know, and that, you know, plus or minus, you know, a couple of weeks, man, we had, we had the type of liquidation and cryptocurrency that like lows are made of. And I, I find it really interesting. And what also has been coming across my desk is the fact that, you know, even some of our own clients are like, hey, Bill, what's going on with crypto? I mean, these, these positions are getting absolutely annihilated. And, and I'm like, yes, true. I can't ignore that. But look at this. Let's look at the components of the QQQ NASDAQ. You know, uh, OKTA, OKTA, down 72% this year in 2022. DocuSign down 72. Align Technology down 71 and a half. Match Group down 65 and change. Um, you know, PayPal down 61%, Zoom down 60%, uh, Marvel Technology down 51%, Advanced Micro Devices down 49%, Tesla down 48%, Netflix down 48%. I mean, Amazon down 48% from its highs this year, NVIDIA, Intel all down, you know, 43%. So I said to myself, okay, yeah, you're right. Bitcoin is down 63 but it's not the worst performing asset of 2022. And I know that that's not much to hang my head on, but there's a lot of regulated, solid companies in the NASDAQ QQQ that have gotten absolutely smoked in 2022. And, you know, we have to kind of see where this is going to go. And with you, I'm, I'm like you. I mean, there's nothing you can do to make me think that blockchain and crypto and Bitcoin is not a thing. I'm just, I just don't believe it. I mean, I, I, it's, it, it is everything that the proponents have been saying that it is. And also lately, it's been everything that the detractors have been saying. But, you know, people still kind of confuse the limited, deflationary, fixed, non-centralized uh, Bitcoin with other kind of coins like, you know, Dogecoin or FTX token and, you know, Binance and, and things like that. So it is interesting to go through this because, honestly, you and I have been through this before. I've just pulled out a 10-year chart of Bitcoin. You and I have seen this before. I remember back when I first started getting interested in crypto. Well, it was Bitcoin because there really wasn't a lot of other. I mean, there might have been some fringe coins, but there was Bitcoin. And I remember back in the 2013, the 2014 realm, it's like $300 a, a token. Okay. Yeah. And we've seen, and, and the range there, it, the range in that was like 15 to about 1,000 back then when it was 300 a, a token. And then when it went up to a thousand, only insiders kind of knew about Bitcoin at that time. The first wave was just that initial zero to a thousand. It was around 2013. Then fast forward to 2016, it was, you know, in that thousand to 3,000 range. We watched it mm -hmm. go all the way up to almost 20,000. It was like 18,000 and change. And that was in 2017. And I remember at that point, Bitcoin is a fraud. All of this is going away. And you know what? It, it, it looked, it looked bad because we watched it slide down to 10,000 and even lower 5,000 into the three, 4,000 range and sat when everybody turned away and thought Bitcoin was dead. And then before we knew it in 2020, it was rallying and we eventually saw Bitcoin go to 60,000. You know, if we, I count that initial wave in 2013, and then the wave in 2017, and then 
you know, when it became hot again in 2020 and then 2021, and it's back down to where it is now. We've mm-hmm. been here before. We've seen investors who've gotten in on the FOMO and 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 the bubble, and when it pops, they abandon it, and then all of a sudden they get back in when it starts rallying again. So, I mean, technically, you could say this: we've seen at least three big, big, huge waves over the last ten years. If you've been through these, they they're, they're they act very similar. And the one takeaway is. Each time we go through these and everybody's convinced, oh, crypto or Bitcoin's dead, we see it come back and we see it come yep. back with a lot more. And after each one of these waves, I notice a lot more people know about crypto and there's a lot more adoption. Five years ago, after that that wave, when it went to 18,000, you couldn't put crypto in a 401k. Big banks weren't even talking about that. There's been a lot more adoption. So I'm just seeing this as just another one of those waves. And I'd love to get your thoughts on just, you know, this walk down memory lane as we look at Bitcoin. And then you can see, you know, crypto has followed a very similar chart as well as it as various tokens have come into yeah. the, the, the purview. But your your thoughts on that? Well, Andy, you know, it's, it's difficult for me, again, to be subjective on the whole on this thing, because. You know, I started as a runner at the Chicago Board of Trade in 1979, and I've seen wheat prices go and collapse. I've seen silver collapse, soybean collapse during the, the Feruzzi uh, bubble and burst. The 1987 crash, which I was a trader in the, at the Chicago Board Options Exchange, right? 87 crash, 89 crash, mini crash, uh, recession of 1990 to 1992, the uh, Russian currency crisis. Long-term capital management in 1998, internet.com bubble and burst, the real estate great recession in 08 and 09, we'll call it, you know, maybe March or March of, or April of 2009. Then the COVID rally, and, and even in 2018, before anything happened, we had a great pullback of, in, in technology and all the asset classes. I remember my phone was ringing off the hook in 2018 saying, hey, we got to get out. I'm like, no, nah, you know, let's just hang in there a little bit while longer. We saw Barron's Magazine make a $39,000 predict, 39, prediction in the Dow right before it collapsed uh, during COVID. And I, th- I think it was a January 19th issue um, of 2020 when Barron's was predicting, um, you know, the Dow Jones Industrial Average should be at 39000 And I think it just barely touched and then turned around and retreated to, you know, I, I don't remember what the 19, what the 2020 low was, but. We see these ebbs and flows in lumber, crude oil, gold, silver, the stock market, NASDAQ. And, and it's just, it, just, it just it resonates so much as to what you and I have been through for our entire careers. I'm not, I'm not afraid of this. I mean, just like I'm you know, not afraid of Apple or Amazon. And we, we saw all these things get crushed. Same with Bitcoin. I mean, Bitcoin has these ebbs and flows. And... If Warren Buffett is correct, and he says that bear markets are when stocks are returned to their rightful owners, this means during cryptocurrency bear markets, crypto, especially Bitcoin and Ethereum, and maybe a few other tokens, are returned to their rightful owners. And so we saw mass adoption. We saw the FTX exchange um, you know, promote themselves and sponsor you know, stadiums and uh, they were the exchange for donations to the Ukraine through the, the Ministry of Digital Transformation in Ukraine in the beginning of the war this year. So 
you know, we've just seen a lot of, I'm not going to say retail interest. I'm just saying it's been a lot of FOMO into this bull market. And and it, this rally to 66,000 from 4,000 was absolutely incredible. And I think that the rally to 250,000 is going to be every bit as spectacular as, as we remember it to be, if that makes sense. Again, remind people who aren't overly familiar. And again, let's, you know, we'll focus on Bitcoin because that's really the mm-hmm. granddaddy of crypto. So with yeah. Bitcoin in mind, explain why this isn't going away. Yes, we've had bubbles, but there's uh, very bullish fundamentals and, and utility involving crypto. And I think we should just kind of, you know, pick up on that real quick and, and just hit on that real quick. Because there's a ton of people who've traded Bitcoin who still have no idea what it is. So let's just kind of yeah. talk about it and why there is value there, why this isn't just some kind of scam that some people say nowadays. So explain well, that. I, I highly recommend that people do a YouTube search for cryptocurrency and Bitcoin with Don Tapscott. It's a TED Talk, and it's like 14 minutes long, and you just can't get any better than Don Tapscott's representation and presentation of blockchain and Bitcoin, because Bitcoin sits on this technology called blockchain, which is uh, one way of saying that there is a limited supply of a digital good, right? So Bitcoin is a crypto, uh, Bitcoin is a digital asset that has a fixed number of supplies. There's only 21 million Bitcoin that will ever be. And from that point, there's only about one and a half billion, uh, one and a half million Bitcoin left. Of the 21 million that were created, there's maybe 1.5, 1.6 million Bitcoin left. And what does that mean? It means that if you had an Excel spreadsheet that was only a limited supply, only a limited number of creation of things, uh, if you had anything with a limited supply, whether it's rare books, diamonds, art, uh, you know, anything with a fixed limited supply, in the brick and mortar brick and mortar world, you would say that this has value. Why? Because it's limited in its production. It's limited in its manipulation. There is a finite number of tokens that doesn't apply for all crypto, but for, for Bitcoin, as you just mentioned, there's a finite number of tokens. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So, I mean, the, the analogy that I use is imagine if you had a car odometer that rather than when you went to the lot, it was all zeros. And, you know, when it gets to be 200,000 miles, we'll say, like, your car pretty much stops working. I mean, I, I don't know anybody that's got a car more than 200, 220,000 miles. All right, so let's, let's just say for, for an analogy, just for fun, we have a car. I pick it up the lot. All the odometers are zero, all the numbers. And when it gets to 200,000, the car stops working. I just leave it there wherever it's at, on the highway, in my driveway, whatever. It's done. It expires. Bitcoin is a little bit of the reverse of that insofar as that the hard code of Bitcoin created a counter that increments at 21 million. And every time Bitcoins are released, that 21 million is decremented. It's subtracted 1,000 here, 2,000 here, 500 here, from 21 million all the way down to zero. And once it gets to zero, there's no more Bitcoin being made or mined or created. All that's left is the fixed amount that's in the economy of Bitcoin. It's like when there's a when you're playing Monopoly and every time the every the, the players pass go, you get two hundred dollars from the bank, or maybe you get two hundred dollars out of the free parking in the center of the board. Once the bank runs out of money, that's it. Like the game is kind of over, right? Same with Bitcoin. Fixed supply, 
limited supply, deflationary currency, unlike other cryptocurrencies and certainly unlike the U.S. Federal Reserve and our monetary policy. That's what makes Bitcoin so exciting. That's number one. Number two, Bitcoin has two parts. It has the actual token, the value, the currency that we discussed, and it has the computer network. It's kind of like the difference between the railroad tracks that go from Chicago to Milwaukee, the railroad tracks that are owned by the, the railway, and then the cars that sit on top with the people in it. The cars are the valuable part, I would say, but also what's of value and misunderstood are the rail tracks. It's, those are the items that deliver the valuable goods whether it's coal, automobiles, manufacturing, goods from California, or people. So Bitcoin consists of two things, the network of computers and the token. So what makes Bitcoin so interesting is that you can send U.S. dollars using the Bitcoin network for almost free of charge anywhere in the world instantaneously. So I don't have to go to Walmart or a big box store and wait in line for 20 or 30 minutes or go to Wells Fargo or a local bank or whatever and send a wire transfer. I can use my phone in an app that I download from the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. I can download an app and I can send U.S. dollars to anyone in the world instantaneously for virtually no cost. And it uses the Bitcoin network. So there's that part of the technology piece. And then there's so much more. In other words, Bitcoin will be used for high value transfers like gold is rather than small value transactions like coffee and bubble gum. And, you know, right, and I want you to pick up on that. That's, a, that's an interesting thing. Bitcoin is like the backbone, and then they've developed a thing like the Lightning Network. They've developed yeah. some ways that you can, um, you know, Bitcoin as being the core base to take care of those small transactions. And explain that real quick, Bill. The Bitcoin network, again, is this global network of Bitcoin mining machines and Bitcoin nodes. And there's an app. It's called the Strike app. Strike app was invented by Jack Mallers, who's uh, a young guy, you know, skateboarder, hoodie wearing kid that's a genius that is all in. Right. He's all into Bitcoin. And he's a developer and um, he's been involved in Bitcoin and blockchain since he was a young kid. And so he developed the Strike app. The Strike app is something that interfaces with your cell phone. You can download the app and you connect it to your bank account. And you kind of preload your Strike account, you know, and once you've once you preloaded it, it's it's free. It's not free money. It just it sends U.S. dollars with finality. Like once it arrives at Andy's wallet or uh, Joe's wallet in Australia, Alaska, Zimbabwe, like wherever it is, as long as there's an Internet connection. I can send U.S. dollars or I can send Bitcoin using the Bitcoin network almost instantaneously. And that eliminates the, the big box third party intermediaries that charge a huge fee when you're transferring money. So, in other words, back in 2012, I was expecting a wire transfer to come into my company from the U.K. And I had done some teaching there for about 10 days. I gave a presentation on options and futures contracts at the London Stock Exchange. And when they paid me, it had to go to the wire transfer, right? A wire transfer went from the London Stock Exchange to the Bank of England. Bank of England went to U.S. Uh, HSBC Bank, HSBC Bank to the Bank of New York, Bank of New York to a local bank. And then after being in business and doing business with my local bank for 30 years, they didn't even know who I was. They, they kicked the wire transfer back. So it took about a month for me to get paid. And the fees were around $130, if I remember correctly. Now, imagine if, if I had known about Bitcoin back in 2012. Imagine if Bitcoin was a thing back in 2012. 
they could have paid me my retaining consulting fee by the time I even walked out of the revolving doors. And I would have had it with finality instantly. So Bitcoin is a global monetary network. It sends money because of the blockchain properties of, um, of, of, of provenance and ownership and being able to transfer ownership of a digital asset from one person to the other. So when I give it up to you, you have it and I don't. And that's what makes blockchain so interesting. So um, Bitcoin, again, Andy, is, it's, we're new. We're still in the early stages, but its market cap is five or $600 billion. Um, it, it, adoption is completely exploding. You know, Fidelity is expected to offer its net benefit clients in the 401k business up to 20% allocation in Bitcoin. We have Coinbase is expanding to Europe because the Europe, the UK, and the United Arab Emirates are more friendly on a cryptocurrency side. So the whole world is going to be adopting Bitcoin. Uh, and, and it's just an exciting time to live. And I, I could go on for five more minutes on why Bitcoin is considered a commodity by the IRS. And when you look at it like a commodity, there are economic forecasting models that apply to Bitcoin. And they've been pretty good since about 2009, 2010. And if it's true, the forecasting models, you know, either the model's correct or it's not, then we are on the cusp of a new bull market in Bitcoin that could take it up to, you know, 130,000. 130 grand. Okay, now we're talking forecasts. This information right here could be a major game changer for the gains listener. Now, don't throw all your money at this, but it is right now a great time to sift through the Bitcoin slash crypto ashes and start building for that next wave and rally higher. And we're going to talk about it when we get back. We got to take a quick break. But hey, be sure to subscribe, follow, and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if that's an option for you. And as always, subscribe and turn on those notifications so you know when a new Gains episode drops. We drop Gains episodes on Wednesday mornings. We'll be right back with Bill after the break. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, back with Bill Uliveri, owner of Senecal Capital Management in Glenview. You got to check out his website, Senecal Capital dot com that's c-e-n-a-c-l-e capital dot com bill also has a special offer for the gains podcast listeners go ahead and share that bill well andy uh you know we have a spotify channel called the blockchain advisor it's again you know my company is seeking to uh, bridge the gap between traditional investing and digital assets 
And so if anybody's interested in having a conversation about how Bitcoin might look in their own portfolio, I can use my traditional asset management software, right? It's what I use for 401ks, IRAs, whether it's stocks, bonds, ETFs, and we can create, and I I can show you how a four or 5% allocation to Bitcoin really doesn't even move the needle in the terms of risk to your portfolio, yet what it could potentially gain. So you could follow us um, on the uh, on Spotify, the Blockchain Advisor. Also reach out to us at uh, SenecaCapital.com and send us an email through our form handler available from the website. And if anybody's interested in, you know, there's some investment advisors, frankly, are just not permitted by their compliance department to talk about crypto. But that's changing. Uh, and again, this is a conversation I've been having with my clients for five years. So if anyone is interested, again, in uh, you know, giving us a call, send us an email. We'll be happy to have that conversation and chat. Um, otherwise, um, yeah, Andy, it's just I, we're, avail- we're available. All our contact information is on the web. It's senecalcapital.com, C-E-N-A-C-L-E, capital.com. The FTX thing has gotten all the headlines, and crypto has you know, gotten a little further beaten up, even though the declines were already in place. But uh, the one point I want to make is not every exchange was caught up in this. I'm a user of eToro. I've said that on this podcast many times. Uh, And that's where you can have wallets, where you can actually have access to your, your cryptocurrency and you can take them from the exchange and put them in wallets. And I've had no problem. I mean, you have pricing, but... You know, there was no threat of any loss of uh, any crypto in my Toro account. Uh, crypto, Bitcoin that's sitting in a, a a wallet that's secure. I only have the seed the phrase. That Bitcoin's fine. The Bitcoin that uh, we trade on Robinhood. Uh, in Robinhood, it's you're not ta- taking actual um, possession of the Bitcoin. Oh, that, but, but I think that might even be an option. You basically are trading a marker, just like like stocks. The one thing is really important to realize here, yes, this is weight on the price, but FTX doesn't represent, you know, all the platforms that trade Bitcoin and and other crypto. And I just want you to pick up on that. I think that's an important thing. Uh, I think a lot of people just tie FTX directly to Bitcoin and, you know, Mm -hmm. it's it's not quite like that. Explain. Well, Andy, you know, to to judge cryptocurrency based on the actions of FTX Exchange and Sam Bankman-Fried, it would be like judging all investment advisors as Bernie Madoff or all energy companies like Skilling and Enron. Exactly. Or all companies like, um, you know, like Theranos. And, and we could go on and on and on over our multi-decade career of companies that, you know, they, they bubbled and then they burst. Right. And a countrywide mortgage with um, what was his name? Uh, Mozilla, Anthony Mozilla, I think his name was. I mean, we've seen so many bubble and bursts. And when the tide pulls back, we see who is swimming naked. And in this particular case, um, there, there's on a daily basis, there's just dozens of articles about what's happening with FTX. And again, we have to say to ourselves the technology doesn't know that it happened. Right. The stock market doesn't know whether I'm buying or selling. It doesn't know I'm alive. You know what I mean? Like Bitcoin doesn't know about that. I'm here or you or anybody else. It just does its thing. In and fact, Bitcoin still is the most secure network in the world. And it's going to stay that way. I'm sure you're with me on this. When when I saw this FTX thing and, and, and I alluded to it at the top of this uh, at the start of this podcast, fall of a crypto empire in ruins and then FTX and people just tying everything 
I see that as like I don't see that as a bad thing. I see that as an opportunity because we're going to be able to sift through the ashes, get a really good price. There may be a little there may be more downside, but for people like you and I who see the utility, see the long-term value of especially of Bitcoin and Ethereum, actually this FTX thing is for someone, you know, when you had dry powder and you were looking to get back into crypto, this is what you dream for, the pile on. And 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 I just think that, I mean, you're there with me. And, and, and we can all both make a case where Bitcoin could easily be worth a quarter of a million dollars uh, a token with just a little more adoption. And, and so uh, there really is an unbelievable bullish case for this. And, you know... The times that you really make money is when you hold your nose and you buy, especially if you see it long term. The tech bubble that bursted didn't end Apple, right? You know, Correct. Correct. didn't didn't end Amazon. It didn't end Google. These companies exist and are worth a lot more now than the back then. And I see this this setup very similar. I mean, back me on this. Uh, Bill. Yeah, totally. Uh, Andy, I mean, listen, when, when Google IPO'd, I said to myself, well, who would buy that? I mean, who needs another browser like Ask Jeeves or Dogpile or Alta Vista? And Amazon at the time, you know, I was buying only books on Amazon because that's pretty much all they sold. And, um, and, and I'm looking at a chart right now as we speak, Andy, and it's, it's called Buy Bitcoin Worldwide. BUY Bitcoin Worldwide. And what it does is there's a chart on here called the stock to flow ratio. And this is an economic model that uh, advisors use to determine, you know, the, the theoretical forecasted price of corn, wheat, soybeans, gold, hogs, like whatever. It's, it's, a, it's an interesting economic model. And Bitcoin is forecasted to be at 109,000 by the end of this year. I'm sorry, by the end of 2023. It will reach its $1 million mark. Again, if it happens, I'm not saying it will. I'm just saying it's forced it, casted price, is $1,026,000. And that will be, happen in July 1st, 2025. So about two years away, two and a half years away, the question is, would you be willing to risk $16,000 to be worth a million in two and a half years? I'm not I, saying I, you should. I, I, I think that I think I personally I'm down with that, but but I'm already I'm already line. knee deep in this stuff already, so <laughs> it doesn't matter. I but I, what the heck? I'll buy more. Um, and and again, we talked. We've seen these waves. If when it was three in 2018, we had a conversation when Bitcoin's went like three four thousand a token, and and we said, hey, in two years, that thing's going to be worth in two two and change. That thing's going to be worth sixty grand. People would, you know, would say the same thing as they're probably hearing this right now. All oh, those guys are crazy. Hey, it, you, if turn you this podcast on in a couple of years, and you can thank me and Bill for the geniuses we are, or you could totally rip us. <laughs> so, Bill, as we wrap up today's gains podcast, what's the main takeaway here? Um, sounds like uh, you know we're. Hey, we're both bullish, so uh, you can read all the other media that's piling on uh, Bitcoin and crypto right now if you want the other side of this. But Bill and I are very, very bullish here. He's kind of giving you some pretty uh, uh, a forecast that's impressive. But as we wrap up today's conversation, Bill, uh, what's the takeaway? Well, I think the takeaway, Andy, is that 
cryptocurrency, digital assets, blockchain is still in its infancy stage. Uh, maybe we're not in the early adoption, early adoption phase, but we're the mass adoption phase. And all you have to do is just set your filters on your newsfeed, and you'll see that at least once a day, you're going to see an interesting project, an interesting company, a big Fortune 500 company, you know, PayPal, MasterCard, Wells Fargo, and JP Morgan are, are releasing more and more blockchain projects, and we're headed in that direction. There's no doubt about it that this is a thing. Now, the question is how to monetize it. And one way of monetizing it, of course, is the granddaddy, big baby of them all. It's it's the IBM of crypto. <laughs> it's, it's, the blue chip it, of blues. And, <laughs> the blue chip and, of crypto. And, and listen, even if the Bitcoin doesn't hit its targets, even if I'm wrong, we're right. Okay? Even if, even if Bitcoin doesn't hit the numbers that we're predicting or repeating off the forecast models, still – it's worth a small percentage of your portfolio, 3%, 4%, 5%. Your retirement's not going to get derailed. You're not going to completely, uh, you're not going to be living under a bridge. But boy, if Bitcoin hits its million-dollar target in two years, if Bitcoin hits its one-and-a-half or $2 million target in four or five years, you know what? You're going to be, you're going to be thanking us because Bitcoin still is the greatest uh, annualized return asset in the last 10 years, whether it's your three-year return, five-year return, or 10-year return, I don't think any asset class has done better than Bitcoin, and I expect it to be the same way for the next two or three years. The future of currency is now cash in. Love it. All right, I appreciate your time. Always great to have you on the Gains Podcast, Bill. Thank you so much, Andy, and I'll chat with you soon. You're going to want to bookmark this one. The day in late 2022, you decided to jump in and ride Bitcoin to these much higher levels forecasted and not the too far future. And again, big thanks to Bill Uliveri, owner of Senecal Capital Management in Glenview. Check out the website, senecalcapital.com. That's C-E-N-A-C-L-E, capital.com. Hey, be sure to subscribe, follow, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And as always, subscribe and turn on those notifications so you know when a new Gains episode drops. We are back next Wednesday, and I look forward to seeing you then. A news radio W. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices so join the revolution subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring listen on your odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast you'll be glad you did